You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 70. I have Dawn Jarvis from Dawn Photo with us today. She's going to give us five tips to help us with Instagram. So she's got a big following on Instagram. She does really well. She shows up all the time for her community. And I know she's got some valuable insights to share with us. So let's definitely dive straight into that. Before we get started, as you know, the Wedding Photography Summit is this week. And oh my God, I'm so nervous about it. There's so much to go through already. Um, Speaking in front of so many people, I've never actually done it before. So as of this recording, we've got over 6,000 people registered and I'm sure there's going to be another couple of thousand coming in on the last couple of days as well. So, hey, if you're coming to the Wedding Photography Summit, I'll see you there. Um, you'll probably see how nervous I am when I'm talking, broadcasting live in front of so many people. But one of the reasons why I was doing this is because I want to push myself. I want to see what I can do. I want to be in that uncomfortable space. I want to continue to grow. I want to help a lot of people. Um, and it's important for me to be uncomfortable. So that's what it's all about. I put myself you know, in those situations as much as possible, just like you do as well in your business, whatever business that you've got you, as your creative entrepreneur, it's so important to keep pushing yourself, keep growing and, um, and hitting those unrealistic goals. I'm also opening up the six-figure business map this week for a couple of days. Man, if <laughs> I've got a lot on this week, right? So onboarding, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of people joining. We've got 3,000 people on the wait list just to join in. So I'm going to be onboarding a lot of people, making sure the tech works, making sure everything works well. So it's seriously a massive week, a lot of moving parts. I'm not going to get much sleep. We're broadcasting from Melbourne. I think we start at 4.30 a.m. each day and continue on through the day as well. So yeah, it's seriously a massive week. If you've already got your ticket to that, awesome. If you're going to join the Six Figure Business Map, seriously, I'm opening it up for the action takers. I can't wait to work with your goals, with your business throughout 2021 and show you what you can do and hopefully unlock those capabilities that you have, show you a new different way. And, you know, it's so good getting an outside perspective on your business. I've got lots of bonuses as well, like a painful bonus. One of them is going to be a portfolio review where I go over your website, your price guide. Um, so I can straight away get you results because that's what it's all about. I'm going to give the bonuses that are based around getting you results as fast as possible. So 2021, you can turn your business around and you can have more predictable income. You can reach those unrealistic goals and have fun whilst you're doing it with the community. How good is it going to be working with a business coach through 2021? So that's uh, that's all the announcements so let's jump in let's talk to dawn and um see what tips she's got for us today hey we're here with dawn i'm actually in my room right now it's really hot <laughs> and um i'm kind of having some technical issues and we both have been this morning um but I'm really excited to talk to Dawn because she's larger than life, big personality. She's always doing a lot of cool things. Um, and I've been admiring her from afar for a little while now, seeing all the projects and stuff that she works on and the workshops that she talks at and even like summits, my summit that she's talking at. Um, so yeah, how are you? Good, how are you? 
I'm really good. You know, me, I'm being busy and it's been a busy morning. <laughs> like you're always busy. I'm so impressed by like how much you work and how hard you work. It's so crazy. I feel like people think that of me, but I think you're, you work like 10 times harder than I do. <laughs> I, I have a pretty crazy work ethic. I think because um, I used to be a tradesman as well. I don't mind putting in the hard work. I just see it's like, oh, just put in the work and and then hopefully we see some results of whatever it is. Yeah, I see that. That's cool. <laughs> so that's just me. So, hey, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, um, how you made your break? Oh, gosh. Um, okay, well, I'm Dawn. I'm a wedding photographer from Oregon. I have been doing photography actually for 12 years now, which is crazy to wow. me. Um, I know. It's so weird. And so then cool. I went full time like five years ago. And just like, just jumped in, just fully in and just dove in. It was awesome. And I feel like that's like when my business started to like really like change just because I had the time to actually give to the business. And I mean, I've had Instagram since it has been a thing. So I've had Instagram since my, I think freshman or sophomore year of college. So at almost 10 years now, I think, I don't know how long Instagram has been out, but it's been out for a while. <laughs> um, but I've had it for a long time. So I pretty much just like had, I've had that account for as long as I can remember with Instagram, I guess. But um, yeah, I've just been doing this for about full-time for five years and elopements for the last four and yeah, it's fun. Sounds so fun. So why did it take you so long to become full-time? That's what I want to hear. Oh gosh. It was just because I was in a senior in high school when I started my business and then I went to college and I did the whole college thing for four years. And then with that, that's when I like really took on, like I was like, hey, can I do this? And I went to school for something so vastly different that I didn't think like I never thought that photography could be like an actual like, career, I guess. And so when I decided to like dive in fully, I was more just like, I don't know, I was scared. So I started working at a bar after college, pursuing still the other job and photography. And then I worked at a camera shop when I decided to not pursue the other job. And I just decided to do like all photography. So I was like, I'm still too scared. So I worked at a camera shop locally for three years, just part time. But honestly, that was like probably one of the best decisions because now I, if my camera breaks, I can fix it. No problem. If like there's any technical difficulties with the camera, like I got this. I know what the next gear is coming out. Like I fully understand Sony, Nikon, Canon, all of them because I had to sell all those cameras. So I just I feel very comfortable with like the technology side of it, which is kind of cool. That is so cool. So when you made the leap of faith to go full time, have you ever regretted that decision? Oh gosh, no, it was so good. That's like when I started booking all like the travel weddings and like I was able to actually like dive in and do branding and a website and like really like focus more on like all my adventure sessions that I always wanted to do, but I couldn't because I would have my camera job. And so like I would work at the shop and then I couldn't like go on a four hour drive to some epic spot because I didn't have time because I wouldn't be off work yet. So I feel like once I like actually quit that job and like let myself fully dive into photography, like full time. That's when I was able to like go to the shoots that I wanted, book the shoots that I wanted, travel to the places that I wanted and like really make like my branding stick out, I guess. So cool. Do you say like, this sounds like really cheesy, but do you feel like when, you know, you're waking up every single day and stuff and I see that you got so much energy, do you feel like it's, you know, it's amazing to do what you love every day, to bring your art to people that love what you do, to inspire people and do it on your terms, make your own money, support your family, like all those things. Like, how does that feel for you? It feels absolutely amazing and terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> it's terrifying, but it's like, 
it's so cool to know that like every day, like at least for me, like I've chosen to rebrand my business to just the Pacific Northwest and not travel anymore. And for me to know that I get to be home every single night with my family and still get to photograph people in these epic, amazing places that like I get to go to every day is just like the coolest thing. And the couples I get to meet and then for them to come to Oregon or Washington for the first time and for them to see these spots and like be in awe over the like the locations that I take them is just like the coolest thing. And I don't know. I love it. But it is still terrifying to know that like I still have to make the money and do the thing and do the hard work and all that. And just making sure that I'm always staying on top of it. Like that's terrifying. So that like um between like living your dreams and being terrified, like that in between space there, like would you just say that just feels like it makes you feel alive? Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> it's weird to think that our job is photographing people's weddings. Like that's like what we do for a living. Like it's funny because my family is from Holland and they tease me all the time. They're like, how do you make a living photographing weddings? Because it's not a big deal for my family, mm. like in Europe and like in Holland area, like they just don't see this as like a thing, like as a job. And they just like, not like tease, like they're supportive and they're so excited for me, but they think it's hilarious that like I can make a living photographing people's events in their life, like maternity, family, seniors, like weddings. They're like, people pay for that. I'm like, yeah, they do. And it's fucking awesome. Like, it's so fun. It's so cool. The reason why I ask you this is because like, um, especially lately, people have been writing to me saying like, like I say a lot about like, hey, you can change your life. You can control and design like your life and what you want to do. Like you have those options out there. And I think sometimes people, when they don't see that in their own friend group or they, they you know, mm-hmm. they're not in a room with people like that, they can feel like it's impossible for them. Um, and it's sometimes mind blowing for me because I'm like, oh man, I want to tell everybody that like I literally wake up every day and I make money from any kind of random project that I think of and I'm able to do that. And Mm -hmm. it feels like a dream for me. It feels like, it actually feels like it's like, when's this going to run out? Because this is too good to be true. You know, like I I literally woke up today and I was like, Hey, let's jump on an interview with Dawn. Like that'd be cool. And it's like, that's my life every day. It's like, Hey, let's, let's do something. And I get creative and like, that's crazy. I think. No, it's so cool. And I think a lot of it, it just like comes from like the community that you surround yourself with and like, a lot of my friends like have normal day to day nine to five jobs. But yet when I get to talk to them about like my career and like what I'm doing, like, it's so fun to see, like, I don't know. I feel like my community, the people that I've surrounded myself fully support like mm. the dream that I have and what I'm going for. And it's so amazing to see that because I don't think a lot of people have that. Like you said, like they don't like have a community around them that understands that they could just like drop everything and become like a wedding photographer or do any sort of project that they have their mindset to. And so I think that like having that, I don't know. It just like makes a huge difference having a supportive community. And I feel like for me, that's like been a big part of like my success is having that community behind me and supporting me every day. Absolutely. And I think like listening to you talk, you're so confident in yourself and what you do. And that attracts people to what you're doing, because if you believe in yourself, other people believe in your vision and, and your career. So, and they get excited and they want to help you as well. I like that. That's fun. That's kind of cool. Sorry, my cat it keeps jumping all over me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I keep getting distracted by her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about Instagram today. And before we do, um, you're going to give us some hot tips on Instagram. But before we do, I actually, um, we, we got a message the other day. Um, people, a lot of the times they like regurgitate things that I say. And I always say like, hey, it doesn't matter about having followers. Stop chasing the followers, right? And I say that for a few different reasons. One is because a lot of the times the followers don't get you lots of work. Um, if you want to make money, you can do it other ways. 
Um, but what I want to say is like with you, you've got like a big following and stuff, but well, what people don't realize is there is so many things that you can do out there, but until that you show up, you believe in yourself, you love what you do, you have that energy, you're spreading it and inspiring other people. Um, of course, like you can't really grow a following. And I think, you know, sometimes yeah. I think with the summit, people said like, why has everyone got a big following on the summit? And why are they all influencers? And, you know, my response to something like that is because they've put in the hard work, they're inspiring people and they're influencing people. They're sharing the love. They're showing that dreams are possible. Yeah. And I think that's important to put those people on a pedestal because you need that kind of inspiration in life. You need to go like, okay, so this is possible. If I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go for it. And if Dawn did it and if Jai did it, like I can absolutely do it. Let's do this thing. Yeah. No, I think it, it does show that like the hard work that we put actually like has shown for something for us. And like, as much as like, I don't care about my number on Instagram, it does, it does mean something in the sense of like, it creates like, I don't know. I feel like it creates like validity in a weird way, which totally. it shouldn't at the same time, but it does like, that's just how people think of it. They see you as like, Oh, I have this many followers. So you're like a credible person. I don't totally agree with that. I do in the sense of like how people see it originally, like right when you first see that, that's what you think. But then at the same time, the person behind that following is just a normal person who worked their butt off to make their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And anybody can do that. I've taught workshops where I have all headliner names teaching at my workshops. And then I've taught workshops where all the names are people who don't have nearly as much following, but I think they truly still have something to say and so much to teach and like so much art that they put out there. But because they don't have the following people aren't signing up as quick and it's not selling out as fast because they don't know who they are. And I'm like, if you only knew how amazing these people really are, like they would have 600 bajillion followers. Yeah. If everyone just understood that, you know, but because it's not, that hasn't happened for them or they haven't gotten there. They haven't put their energy into the Instagram following yet. Then like people just don't see them as a credible source. I'm like, no, they're really amazing. I promise. Like, just trust me, mm. you know? So it's hard with that kind of stuff, but um, I can totally see what you're saying. And I think people, um, they, they see it differently as well. So for myself, if I see someone that's got lots of followers, my instant thought is, oh my God, that person showed up so many times for their business over and over mm-hmm. and over. And for years, that's what I think. I'm like, I need, yes. to, I need to get into a room with that person because they've worked so hard for that. That's all I think. I never think of anything else, but you'll get someone that's like a little bit more skeptical or narcissistic and they'll say mm-hmm. like, oh, obviously that person paid for followers or what was the hack or how did you, oh, how did totally. you like, how did you do that? Yeah, How did you get, <laughs> you know, 50,000 people to jump on and follow you? You know, it's like, that doesn't just happen that's, overnight. Like you, I feel like that's why. Yeah. I feel like you that's feel why me. I have to say, like, I've had Instagram for 10 years. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I'll get messages all the time where people will say something to me and I'll respond and they're like, oh my God, you responded. I'm like, yeah, I respond to every single message I get. Like, I think I have two messages in my message request. Like I always respond to every message as, like, as, as best as I can, because I think that that's important. I think it's important to like respond and like create connections and like engage with people. And I love that. And I love if they're willing to engage with me, why can't I engage back as long as I have the time? And I just think that that's really important. And I think that a lot of people are like, well, you have this many followers. So why would you respond to me? And I'm like, I don't care how many followers I have. I mm. still want to talk to you. I think it's you. I think you're cool. You know, like to me, it just doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think that the number should matter. Like how you treat people, you know? No. And the, the people that have following that do that, it only just grows their community. And like, you know, me that I yeah. respond to every single message as well. Oh yeah. But Hey, the thing is like, 
everyone always says, Jai, you're so busy, you're on fucking podcasts and you're doing this and you're doing that. But how do you jump on? Like I've only got 50 followers and you still talk to me on Instagram. But what the thing is, like people miss the point. Like I always have time for people that love what I do, that reach out. I have less time to do other things in my business. I would rather outsource my editing. I'd rather outsource, you know, so many other things. The thing that I have time for is people, you know, and like if if you're like trying to grow a following, you're attracting people. It's no longer an Instagram metric game. It's like, how do you make real connections? Yeah. No, I completely agree with everything you just said. That's 100% on it. Yes. Hey, so um, let's dive in and, and um, give our listeners a few different little tips that you have picked up along the way using Instagram. And hey, I know this will be dated as well, because if if you know Instagram as well as I do, every single year, I would give completely every different year. advice because you know, the new thing is totally different. Um, you know, last year I'd say like, oh, jump on an Instagram live. This year I'm like, well, no one actually watches those anymore. But last year, you know, lots of people did. And, you know, whatever it is, I won't give away all the tips, but um, let's dive in. What have you got for us? Okay. So I'm definitely like a visual person. So it's gonna be really hard to teach us on our podcast. I'm going to try. But <laughs> the first thing that I would have to say about Instagram 100% is the new like bio system, like how it has like your name in bold, like under your picture. So many people have it written as like Oregon wedding photographer. Not to me, it personally just drives me nuts because if you're messaging with somebody and theirs pops up mm. as Oregon wedding photographer over and over and you're, me- if I'm, let's say I'm a potential bride and I'm messaging five Oregon wedding photographers and they all have that as their bio name, I don't know who's who unless their picture is like distinct enough for me to tell the difference. But if they're all blondes and hats or anything like that, like I cannot tell the difference between them. And so it's so difficult. And so I think that like making sure that you put your name in there, you're building your credibility, especially if your business like isn't your name, like mine's only my first name. So I make sure like mine says Don Jarvis with this like the line and this is Don Photo. So there's no confusion when people are messaging me, they know who they're talking to at all times and make sure my photo shows my face and my hair color. I want people to know that I'm the redhead they're talking to, you know, like that kind of stuff I think is so important. A lot of people have like just not that, or they won't even say like where they're from. They'll just say like traveling wedding photographer. And I think it's so important to say like, even for me, like I won't say based in Oregon because I'm based two hours from Portland, two hours from Bend, which is where most photographers are based. And I'm based further away from them. And so I have to charge a different amount of travel when I travel for weddings because I have a tiny airport and it costs me more to get to it and to get to the bigger airports. So that kind of stuff. So I don't want anyone to ever assume that I'm like a cheap deal because I'm from Portland or whatever it may be. So I make sure I say I'm based in Eugene, Oregon and I have my name. I have a photo of me. I'm like building credibility and like trust just through my Instagram, like bio, like just that top, like couple lines. I've just built trust like right there. It's almost like one second they can look at your Instagram and they know who you are, what you look like, where you are. And Hey, I say this exactly. with everything, right? Even websites and stuff. But in fact, the amount of DMs that I've gotten the last couple of days and I look at their Instagram and I like to write people's names when I write back to them, jump on their Instagram and I'm mm-hmm. like, they don't have a name. And it over and over and it just it. says destination wedding photographer. Don't know where they are. Don't have a name. Don't have a picture. <laughs> I'm like, it's another Instagram account with 2000 followers that doesn't tell me anything. You could never stand out like that. Never. And like, I truly think that at the end of the day, like we're all amazing photographers and, but we're getting booked for our personalities. We're getting booked for who we are and how Mm. we connect with our clients. And I think if you can't build that initial part through your Instagram where they know your name, they know what you look like, they know where you're from, 
they're going to have absolutely no reason to book you if they don't know any of those things. A lot of people have their logo. That's fine. I get the branding, but you better believe you're showing up on stories or you post yourself enough on your feed that people know who you are every single time and not just a photo with you and your spouse, because then you look like a couple that you photographed, you know, like it needs to be like you camera or you with a laptop or you working or something to showcase like why you stand out in your feed comparative to like your client photos. Yeah, I think it's so important in this day and age because, you know, back in the day it was about like get the corporate logo and put it in front of your face and no one can mm-hmm. ever see you. But like like we said before, the way that I see Instagram and, and this is my little um, analogy that I use for everything, like Instagram is like a party and then you arrive to the party, right? Um, and the reason why I use that analogy is because what the conversations you have at the party and how you speak to people. So a lot of people speak to people like, oh, this weekend was amazing, um, love what I do. And it's like, who, who did you inspire of that story? That's a boring story. Like, if you want to talk to your friends, like, what, what actually happened? And like, who are you? Introduce yep. yourself, like, have a handshake. Where are you? Like, you know, and then if you want to talk about business, like, take them into another room, invite them somewhere else, maybe onto your website and start yep. that conversation there. <laughs> That's a really good way to think about it. I like that analogy. It's really good. Big party. I've got got 40,000 people at my party all the time. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) It's going off. But really, but like showing up and like showing your personality, I think is so huge. And like, whether that's through like your, your Instagram captions, but I think a big part of it is like showing up in stories. Like that's Mm. like definitely another one of my like big Instagram tips is showing up in stories. And I know it's so terrifying to talk on stories and to be there and be present if you've never done that before, it's entirely terrifying. It took me months to get used to like talking to my phone and hearing my voice. And I always caption them because I think that's really important for people who can't Absolutely. listen to your stories if they're at work. Or if you have like people who are deaf that follow you, like you want to make sure you're there for them as well. And I think that that's like so important to showcase that. And for people who can't listen or can't actually turn the volume up or any of those things. Um, but just showing up in stories. And I always give people like the tip if anybody uses like Marco Polo to video chat with people or Snapchat videos to chat with people, that is seriously such a good way to learn how to talk to your Instagram because those times you're doing it and you're talking to your friends. So it's no different when you're talking to Instagram stories. It should feel the exact same that you're Marco Poloing your best friend or you're Snapchat videoing your best friend and then just do that, do it on Instagram. And it's the exact same vibe and you're still being your true self and you're connecting and you're creating friends. Like you said, like at a party. Absolutely. So big takeaway there, show up as much as you can on Instagram, on Instagram stories and make sure that you caption your videos because if you're anything like me, I hate sticking up the volume, especially if I'm in a crowded place or I'm on a train or a tram or mm-hmm. or even at, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I'm having a look at my Instagram or something like, yeah, keep, keep those captions going. I just want to read stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you can also just start with like small things like a boomerang of your coffee, what you're watching, your dogs. If you have dogs, like I show all the things that like matter to me. So like (laughs) I'm always showing like my pups, I'm showing like myself, like going thrifting, like things that stand out for my branding, which is also couples who typically book me. They have big dogs. They love thrifting. They love coffee. That's my like typically the couples I book are like that because I'm like that. And so me posting just like little snippets of my life, I'm constantly attracting people who are interested in the same things and want to make that conversation and then potentially want to book me for their wedding. So cool. Hey, you know, like as, as a creative entrepreneur yourself, there goes those dogs as a creative entrepreneur. I know the mailman's here. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like you do so many fun things all the time. I like, I feel like you do. You probably go and thrift shop and go buy yourself a new hat, like whatever it is. 
but why keep it a secret? You know, like why not like show people these things? Because like someone loves your brand enough and then you're depriving them of even seeing and connecting with you on a deeper level. Like I, I don't believe that should be the case. <laughs> I think people are scared to show that kind of stuff. I think they're scared that no one's going to care. That they're like, well, why would anyone want to see that I'm thrifting or watching Twilight or drinking pumpkin spice lattes? Like, I don't care that I'm basic and I like pumpkin spice lattes and I love Twilight and I love my dogs. Like, and I love thrifting. So I think it's fun to show that because the amount of messages I get, like, oh my God, wait, you like that too? Oh my God, wait, can we be friends? I'm like, yes, we're friends. That's happening. But I think a lot of people are scared that they don't think that whatever they're putting out there is good enough for the people following. And I'm like, no, if it's good enough to you, it should be good enough to anybody following you. And if they don't like it, then don't let them follow you. Like just, they're not, they'll go away, which is fine. Um, but I think that it's just scary to put yourself out there too. If people are insecure about that and just, it's hard, you have to make that jump. And that's why I like starting small with like little bit rings, a little videos, and then eventually you can get your face on there and eventually you'll talk on there and then it'll all kind of like domino into it. I still remember the first time that I talked to my phone and um, I was definitely one of the first in anyone that I followed because, you know, like you would see one person and they talk to their phone and you're kind of like, oh, what? That's weird that someone talks to their phone. And then I remember I was like, I'm doing that. I'm getting on it. I'm going to talk to my people. And it blew up my Instagram, of course, because like people, people know, like no one's, there's barely anyone that's met me in this world, but there's so many people in the world that know me, know me enough that they probably Mm -hmm. could say one fact about me or recall one memory with me, even though we've never actually shared that in real life. Oh, 100%. I have that with like speakers that teach my workshops. Um, Olivia Markle just talked to one of my workshops and I literally kept forgetting that we haven't met in real life. And I, when we actually like met and got to like hug, I was like, this is so weird. Cause I feel like I've known you for like three years. Mm. Like we've been friends for three years, but we haven't been friends, but it's just because we like both of us show up on our stories so much that I feel like I know a lot about her. She knows a lot about me and they're always responding to each other. So there's like a connection there, but no, I totally get that. And I think that it, that's when a big jump changed for me on Instagram is when I started showing up and like being consistent on stories and talking on stories, and like showing my like real life. Again, it's like obviously only like 2% of my life, but at least I'm showing <laughs> the parts that I want to show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So tip number three, what do you got for us? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like with stories, but like highlights, like really creating like curated highlights, I think is so important. I think that every creative photographer, whatever you may be, should have stuff that's like for the potential clients. So an about me, I think is really important. An FAQ is really important. Basically like a mini version of your website should be in your highlights, like behind the scenes, what to expect when working with you more about yourself. Um, if you're a traveling wedding photographer or traveling creative in any way, you should have like stuff about how you love traveling or your travel packages or FAQs about traveling or anything that like showcases that you travel. Um, I think that's just really, really important at the end of the day that I love watching highlights. So I love going to someone's feed and being like, Oh, I love their work. Now I want to see what else they've shared in the last year. Cause that's where they like story and keep all that stuff. Otherwise everything's 24 hours. That's so true. You know, I actually was thinking not too long ago that it's like, man, I never check the highlights, but um, I'm like building a house at the moment. So I'm looking at all these like designers, furniture, architecture and stuff. And I realized because I'm going into a new industry, um, I check all the highlights. I look at it all, like the about one yeah. and I go through, look at like the old stuff, the reviews, I look at it. And then I realize, like, man, of course I don't check other wedding photographers or business coaches highlights yeah. because I actually don't care. But if, if someone's like coming <laughs> to me and they don't really know much about wedding photography or like even a business coach, um, yeah, of course they're yeah. going to be looking through those things and digging deeper. Yeah. 
Totally. I, that's, I do that for like home bloggers all the time. Cause I want to know like where they got their couch. Yeah. I want to know where they got their blanket. I'm like, please have a swipe up link for that. I want that blanket without me having to like DM them and bug them for it. I'm like, I guarantee they have it linked somewhere in their highlights. I'm going to find it. I actually, I, don't know. I love I that you actually do it. that as well. You are always sharing like where you got something from and I'm like, no, that's so convenient. Like that's so good. <laughs> Well, cause I don't want to be asked a hundred times and then I want, <laughs> I would do the same thing if someone else did it. I'm like, if I see a blogger do something, I'm like, wait, where's that shirt from? Oh, oh wait, I know she's going to post it. She's going to post it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I just like figure, just do it now. It's easier. All right, cool. But yeah. And then my last tips are about posting and like planning and posting and all that kind of stuff. So like, I don't know if everybody else does it. I do it on occasion, but I try to plan my posts. I mm-hmm. think it's so important to create like a curated feed, whether it's like a light dark photo next to each other, a far away, a close up photo, just something like where your feeds constantly like within a brand, within changing colors, your your complementing colors next to each other, so that your feed is like your portfolio. Which I also don't mean that in the sense of like you can only post like certain things. I feel like you should post whatever you want, yeah. whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel great about your business and the photos that you're putting out there. I started posting things that I did not think anyone would like. And it turned out that people loved them. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's great. Because these are my favorite photos, but I didn't think anyone was going to like them. I was like, I'm just going to put them out there. But I think that that's a lot of people are scared and they just put out like their golden photos, but you can put anything out there. It's your portfolio. Instagram's just your little space. Can I ask you, do you use a app to schedule or, and do you also have a folder on your phone with like photos that you import after shoots and stuff like that, where you're like, oh, I've got options. I don't do the options part. <laughs> I, every time I create a post, I pretty much like plan like the next three to six posts in a row. Oh, cool. And then I typically don't post for like two weeks because then I need to rebuild my content. Um, I do everything. I've been trying to do everything in carousel posts. I think they're so pretty and so good at like storytelling mm. posts, like where they like the photos like flow into the next square and like kind of like mesh into each other. I think it's such a cool way to like tell a story. And so I've been really focusing on doing that. And then I use, I think I use preview right now, but I was using the Planoli app, but then they started to charge me and I don't want to pay. I think it's preview. Yeah. I use preview. I I like it. It's not great, but it's free. So it's just a nice way to like see my feed before I actually like go live with it. But I think a lot of people use, is it later or Planoli? Yeah. Do you know the other one? A lot of those ones. Yeah. I, I think um, I definitely am on the other spectrum of that and my feed is nowhere near as nice as yours. Um, it's one of the reasons why I don't get lots of followers as well because they jump on my feed and like, what is this dog's breakfast? It's just all over the place. Oh my God, whatever. But like I think with myself is um, I have a rule is like, you know when people say like, what's the perfect time of day to post? And my rule is oh every time that you're not posting is the worst time. Like every time that you post is the perfect time because you're like so many people That's hold awesome. themselves back on like, oh, it's got to be 5 p.m. It's got to be 9 a.m. I'm like, man, I need to be posting all the time. That's all I care about. As soon as I get something literally nowadays, I just post it because it doesn't go in order of when it was posted into people's feeds. It goes based yeah. off engagement and if it's popular. Mm-hmm. So it's like just get it out there, move on, create more content. Um but yeah, I'm like that type of guy with everything. I, I'm just like, impact, impact, impact. Let's post. Let's be in front of everybody all the time. <laughs> I don't post multiple times a day because I just don't have time for that. And I like to respond to like comments like within the first hour. Like I'm trying to be really engaging. Yeah. But I probably put if I if I do post every day, it's just like when I'm most available. And I'm most myself in the morning. And so like 
between like 6 a.m. and like 10 a.m. I'm like a wide awake and I'm ready to go. I can post, I can do all that. So I feel like for me, like that's definitely the best time for me to post, but it's again, it's on my time. Not, I'm not thinking about what my followers are on or when any, but it could be engaging. I'm just like, I'm most here present to, to do the thing and to like actually create a caption and all that kind of stuff. And then to like get on stories and like be active. Mm. And I think for me, it's morning time is the best for me. A lot of people are like, I don't know when to do it. I'm like, you've got kids, go hide in the bathroom and get it done. Like do what you got to do. Like, you know, absolutely. Hey, t- two takeaways um, for the listeners on that one. Um, so, what, Oh, actually three. So one was like curate, curate and really think ahead. Um, mine is like post, like don't be stuck on when you need to post for the other people's timetables, work on your yeah. own timetable. But the third one that you just said mm-hmm. that we didn't highlight is when you post, allow yourself 20 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour after your post, because it's not mm-hmm. just about the post. It's also about showing up and interacting yeah. with people, engaging with people. So I personally wouldn't, and I never do just post and walk away. I'm always like, I'm, I'm going to post right now. Cause I'm sitting next to my computer. My phone's there. I've got half an hour where I can dedicate some time to it. And that's me showing up for my audience. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think it's so good to show up and like respond back to people, especially if they have questions about like, Oh, what lens did you use? Or what did you do with that? Like you can actually answer those questions and not see it at like midnight and not respond because you're too tired. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to finish it with one more tip of my own tips. Um, and that is not be scared of using different type of content. So, you know, there is stories, there's IGTV, there's reels, which you, you know, you should be getting onto. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many ways to show content and you don't need to just show it the same way over and over. You can use your photos, turn into a slideshow, make that into a reel. You could show up on your phone, talk over a minute, turn that into an IGTV and people digest content so differently. So a lot of people that don't watch IGTV, they'll never see it. But some people like basically only want to watch that stuff. And I know for myself, I actually watch mm-hmm. a lot of IGTV. So I post a lot of it because yeah. I scroll through and I like watching longer content. That's like more impactful opposed to I personally don't go through and watch sli- uh, reels because it's not the type of content that's that I want to see. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, it's like wasting my time yeah. because it's just too much information too fast. I didn't learn something, you know, or or whatever it is. So yeah, don't be scared to um, show up and try different things. If you're not getting an audience, if you're not growing, if you're not getting high engagement, don't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. Like you need to start mixing it up, play a little bit, have fun with it, inject some excitement into it. Be at that party, like just treat it. If you've got 50 followers on Instagram, that's 50 people at your party, like respect those people, show up for them, have some fun. Like why not? (laughs) I love that. That's perfect. Hey, are you excited about the summit that we're talking at this week? Oh my God. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Everyone's been so pumped about like all the content coming out and just like that it's so affordable for everybody. And I love that, especially this year. So it's perfect. Yeah. We were talking about the start of this podcast right now um, about, you know, like sharing our insights and dreams and how we can do all these fun things. And um, this, this is really about that because I think like, I don't know about you, but I, I didn't really struggle that much through COVID-19. I hate, I hate saying that, but like, I'm very good at business. So I'm, I pivoted my business within six hours, basically. Um, but I get onto Facebook groups and I just see there's so much pain and suffering. There's so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff going on. And I was like, man, like it doesn't have to be that way. But what happens is you get into a feedback loop where someone confirms to you that it is all doom and gloom. And then it goes over and over and then, and then it feels like there is no help out there. And so 
for me, it was like, hey, why isn't anyone showing up and doing something big for everyone? Because it's it's not like that for everybody. And like this community is, you know, everyone's so supportive. They're resilient. There's so much amazingness in this community. And I think we can show it and we can spread some of that positive energy to to people that really need it. No, I love that. I think it's amazing. I think especially with this year, how a lot of, I think a lot of the talks are about like your creativity and curating like your business and like what you want to like achieve for your couples and your clients. I think it's so cool to see like how people are going to take that and become a better photographer in 2021 for their couples and for themselves. And I think that it's like the perfect time to like revamp your business and try new things. So I see that you've been teaching lots of workshops and stuff over the last um, few months and stuff. Do you think like now um, Uh on a personal level for yourself with your business and everything, do you think you're learning more now? You're thinking differently about your business. Do you, are you attending any workshops? Are you um, listening to more podcasts or anything like that? Um, I have been definitely listening to more podcasts. There haven't been enough workshops out there that I feel like are more for like the advanced. I think there's a lot of workshops out there for like more beginner and like that kind of stuff, which is amazing. And I think that that's like, I, I love teaching more of the beginner workshops. I think that that's like when I needed the most help when I was getting started. Cause that wasn't a thing when I was starting 12 years ago. So that wasn't there. And I like love that I can help somebody when they like just get their camera and like, how do I start a business? I'm like, I love this part of it. It's the funnest part for me. But, mm. um, for me myself, I've just been doing a lot more of the podcast stuff. Um, honestly, there's been a huge change for my business, like shifting because I have my baby on my way. And so just trying to figure out like where my business is going to go next year and how I'm going to tackle that and how I'm going to be present with my family and still photograph weddings and portraits and all that. So I'm just trying to, for me right now, figure out how I'm going to balance it because I'm a workaholic to the max and I need to scale it back a ton. So just trying to figure out that part. I think like with COVID-19, people that have just started and have been in business for a long time, just realized like, Oh my God, it's a big storm. And I, and I'm caught out. I didn't know what to do. Um, but what people don't realize is always in every business, it's a cycle and there's ups and there's downs and there's going to be curveballs. Mm-hmm. And like you said, next year you're having a baby. It's something totally different. Yeah. It's like a new storm. It's a new th- like set of things that you have to navigate around new challenges. Um, you know, and always. there's so many things that happen in people's lives. Like, all the time so it might not be something like global like a pandemic but it might be more Mm -hmm. micro in your own world where you need to know what you're doing with business because to be sustainable like you need to be able to ride through those things and and make it work yeah 100 and i think it's really cool about like wedding photography or photography in general is that our jobs are always evolving and changing anyways like whether it's like a new lens comes out or a new like style of photography or technique or new presets or just like anything new and we're constantly learning and changing anyway. So I feel like that's like the fun part about our job. But then, like you said, there are always curveballs too, but I think, I don't know, I'm excited about my next year's curveball and to learn how to run my business and have a baby at the same time. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but it's going to be really fun and quite the different year for me, but it's what I want. So I'm ready for it. Hey, one thing that you said that was really interesting is that um, there's not many workshops out there for more established photographers and especially with business and stuff. And I really like yourself, love the start of a business. Like I can't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also like with my course, a six figure business map, that's actually like for people that are just starting out, but it's more so for people that have done it for a long time. So like I meet people to to like their first hundred thousand, or if they're already making lots, I can show them how to scale up to like 500,000. But what's really cool with established people 
is they have so much ambition. They're already doing it. They're already in the systems, but there's so often that they're just leaving six figures on the table without even realizing it because you get so stuck in the ways that you've always done things and you don't know how to like change things. And like you said, there's not many resources out there. So I actually, yeah. I love like optimizing people's businesses and showing them like, oh, so you've, you've made it this far. You've been doing it for five years. Let's have a look. And I bet you any money that I can find where you could make more money and better serve your clients. Because like I loved, I just love doing that bit. Like I'm all about optimizing that time a little bit for people. Yeah. So basically we're going to need to talk after this because that sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, I reckon I could definitely, so cool. I mean, th- I mean, that's the thing like, um, I realized this because I was in the same way. I was like, man, I just, I right now pay so much money to a business coach. And I'm like, there's no one that's actually given me a workshop that I want to learn um, because mm-hmm. I'm already too advanced for it. Um, but what I want is yeah. someone to say to me like, hey, Jaya, what you're doing is amazing. Hey, I bet you you're leaving six figures on the table because there's a few things, there's a few holes in like your, in your system or whatever it is. And if someone says that to me, I'm like, man, that. take all my money because like, I know there is, I just can't see them. <laughs> Teach me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, cause <laughs> like, you're ready just for stuck it. in like the way work. Yeah. And I yeah. think that that's like so, so important. Like I know there's like 10 other things I would love to get done. I just haven't either made the time or haven't outsourced other things so I can make those things happen. But mm. it's nice to have like, but I used to have an assistant and it was so nice having an assistant because they constantly would remind me like, Hey, you need to get this done. Like I almost considered her my boss because I was like, I need someone to remind me to get stuff done as much as like, I am a hard worker. You just get overwhelmed sometimes and you just like get piled on with so much stuff. And it's nice to have like a supportive buddy to like help you with that kind of thing. And like remind you like to go for the next step and the next step or like how they can help you or how you can achieve it better or faster or any of those types of things. But yeah, I feel like like for me at this point, it would be something like a business coach or a one-on-one mentorship mm. and not necessarily a workshop. For me, it's a lot more of like the finance side of things and like how to invest or make more or like do less but make more kind of a thing Absolutely. versus like branding and that kind of stuff. Because I feel like my business is established in that sense. And so now it's like, how can I take it to the next level? Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the stuff that I love. Absolutely love because there's just nothing, there's just nothing out there for people. And um, I have like a coaching call this morning with my business coach and it's so good. Like he gets on there once a week and just gives me like some new tips with something. And I'm like, man, that is such a simple, literally, this is what I've learned is, um, and, and I teach people this, but then I never got like, never knew the weight of the impact until I got it done to me. Like when I get my students coming in, I can easy show them like in half an hour, I can go like, hey, here's how you could make an extra six figures because of a few little things. And it only takes that amount of time, right? But when he did it to yeah. me, he was like, I bet you, this is what he said to me and this is why I hired him. He's like, I bet you like in probably about two hours, I could almost double your income. And I was like, well, that sounds too good to be true. Like it doesn't make any sense. And then when we went through the holistic approach of my business, Literally, like, he was like, oh, my God, you're just leaving that. You're leaving that. That there's not good enough. This, this. And then, like, I changed a few things. I was like, man, I can't even believe, like, how, like, going back to you don't need to work harder. You don't need new clients. You don't need new leads. You need to better the systems that you have. That And then that better serves. Yeah, and that better serves your clients as well. Yeah, 100%. And that's, like, my end goal with everything as long as my clients are feeling served and feeling like Mm. the best client experience, like that's like all I want for them. And so if I can keep doing that, like, I don't know if I take on more or take on less so I can better serve my clients, but then also where I'm still making more money all the time. Absolutely. I have have like business goals, but I also have like, like 
I have like photography goals, business goals. I have money goals. Like I have like dream goals. Like I have all these things. And so it's like how to achieve all of them. You know, it's just a lot. It is a lot. Hey, we should uh, continue this conversation because I would actually really like to work with you. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to work with you. I'm hearing these more. goals. I'm like, man, I've got to get a part of these goals. <laughs> like, I like, that's what, I just thrive off doing that. Like, it's like seeing people reach their goals and like hearing unrealistic goals that like the more unrealistic it is, the more I'm excited about it because I'm like, oh, like, man. Challenge. Like, oh, yeah, we can get that <laughs> happening. Like, you know what? Like, my unrealistic goals, even for this year, I've hit my unrealistic goals for this year and they were so unrealistic at the start of the year that I was like, you know, when you set an unrealistic goal and you're like, there's no way that could possibly happen. I can't see how it happened. I've got no idea what the framework is. I've got no idea how that could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just talking to my wife um, yesterday about it and I was like, you know what, by the end of the year, those unrealistic goals that I wrote down on the whiteboard that I've been looking at all year, I'm like, we're actually going to hit that and I actually don't even know how it happened. But just like the relentlessness of waking up, looking at those goals and going like, what do I need to do? Do I need to hire a business coach? Yes, let's do that. Do I need to do this and this and this? And it's been crazy. It's so much fun. I love that. We're definitely going to talk after this. (laughs) Hey, thank you so, so much for one, being part of the summit, spreading your light with everybody in that community. It's going to be an incredible week. Um, And two, spending this time to give away some Instagram tips um, for people that are just, you know, they just want to optimize their Instagram a little bit more, show up a little bit more and um, get that part of their business going as good as a party could be going. Yay. I love it. Thank you so much for having me do this. That was so much fun. And I really hope that people can take away some stuff that we talked about with Instagram. And if people are looking for some more mentorships and workshops and business coaching, I hope that we inspire them to like take that for the next level for their business too. Take some action. So just to finish off, where can we find you? Where can people jump in and and thank you for today? Oh gosh, you can just send me a DM on Instagram because I'll respond. Uh, My Instagram is Dawn underscore photo. Super easy. You can find me there. Cool. All right. Thank you, Dawn. Talk to you soon. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops, or just want to say hi, we're here for you at jailong.co.